Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, folks? Welcome back. Believe in Commander Show. It's your boy Anthony Armstrong. Got my man B Murph way down there in ATL holding it down for us. B Murph, what's going on, man? How are you? Not too much. I'm doing well. Uh, it's kind of rolling into the spring here. It's a little rainy today, but uh, nice weather. It feels good. It means that baseball's around the corner. So um, while we're talking football, obviously, but that the weather is changing a little bit, and I'm happy with that. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, can't really complain. Uh, I'm getting some crazy weather. You're talking about weather. It's uh, spring in Texas is, is when all the tornadoes start to come out. You start having some Pretty crazy uh, thunderstorms, uh, some wild weather. I think last week we had a little tornado scare. So um, it's just that time of year around here. You get some beautiful skies, though. Uh, mm. Weather swings warm and cool, uh, and it gets to be some crazy little thunderstorm. But we're all good, man. Family's good. Can, cannot complain one bit. Good, good. Yeah, same here. Uh, I just told you we're, we're about to go on spring break, so we're looking forward to that. Heading off to Disney World, so uh, I'm I'm excited about that with the family. It'll be fun, and so uh, yeah. But the NFL never sleeps, as we know. So we have a lot to to, to break down. There's no no time off here. Maybe spring break with the school, but no time off for believing commanders. That is the truth. We we we're always gonna post something for you. So you know, whenever uh, we'll hold it down whenever you're in spring break and you're down there in Disney. Uh, But in today's show, folks, just want to make sure y'all know what we got coming up. We're gonna play a little deal and no deal. Yeah, some of the big names in the NFL are. Or, uh, you know, some people get new money and some people are potentially going to have to go somewhere else to get paid. So we're going to talk about a little deal or no deal. Um, we obviously we're going to get on a little bit of, you know, draft talk. We're past the combine now. Uh, and then obviously we'll lead in with some talk about some ownership news. But let's first hear from our sponsor, Bet Online. That's right. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs during the season, everything from NFL to esports. You can even bet on esports. There's a contest for March Madness coming up, so check that out. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And like I said, it features free contests, live betting, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag. To join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. And remember, bet online where the game starts. Where the game starts and and where it's going to start today is up at the top. Straight up ownership news. Uh, I think there's a, a new name has been dropped into the hat. A big wig up in the D.C. area uh, is coming up to partner up with Josh Harris. Yeah, I want to. I want to make sure I get it right now. I don't want to disrespect the gentleman. No, that's that's important, especially if he's going to be the owner of of the team we're talking about. We probably got to learn to get his name right if this is really going to happen. It seems like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get the info here in a second. Um, but Adam Schefter is tweeting about it. You know, it kind of is making its rounds, and you you, you kind of. Uh, when a guy like Adam Schefter, who's in the know and, and is connected to all these different teams, when he starts to tweet different things uh, about the sale, you know, I, I don't know. It feels like the smoke is a little heavier than just kind of uh, just kind of wafts of it. You know what I mean? It feels like the smoke is, is large and that there's a there's a big fire coming and it could could mean sooner rather than later. We know Josh Harris involved with the 76ers. Uh, we know his name's been thrown around a lot. 
Uh, I think he's even toured the facilities from what I've heard from guys like John Kime and guys very mm-hmm. close to the team. And now he might have a, a big wig that is jumping in with him. Yeah, so uh, the DC billionaire, Mitchell Rails. Sorry for the delay, but Mitchell Rails is going to partner up with Josh Harris in their attempt to buy the Washington Commanders per league source. So Rails is the co-founder of the Danaher Corporation. That's DC's largest company. So he's got ties to the area. Um, he's local, local guy. So he's teaming up with Josh Harris and potentially going to make a, make a bid or make a purchase. So that, that name came out of left field. Uh, Josh Harris has already been involved in it, but now you're getting you know, a DC guy, Mitchell rails, um, going to, going to chip in. So that, that's exciting. I mean, yeah. it, hey, it's kind of like a game of ping pong, you know, it's like, Hey, good news. Somebody might, 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 uh, bid. Oh, no, bad news. Jeff Bezos can't bid. Now, mm-hmm. Good news. Uh, something happened. Bad news. Something happened. So right now we're on the good side. Uh, hopefully it continues with this same vibe and, and things keep moving in the right direction, but I'm sure that's exciting because to me, uh, I feel like it brings RFK back into the fold. Yes. Yes. I think it really does. You got a, you got a company like, you know, Danaher, uh, largest company in DC. I mean, all I can envision is, you know, trying to build some sort of uh, a facility, a complex that's like a development that's got like a work and play, kind of similar to what Jerry Jones did with the star here in Frisco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a highly frequented area, it's got restaurants, got shops, and it also has the team's headquarters. So I don't know, maybe that could be something that would go down in DC. Yeah, that I think that's the way that most teams are headed. You know, you know, you're in Texas, I'm in Atlanta, so I've seen the Atlanta Braves move into a, a new stadium in Truist Park, originally SunTrust Park, but yeah, it's a, it's a, its own little city, and I think that's the way a lot of teams are moving towards. You know, putting shops, places to go on non-game days, and so yeah, if there there's a guy that has a good connection to DC, you got to think that RFK is in play, and that they can revamp it and they can turn it into something modern and hopefully get some of these fans back. But yeah, you mentioned it ping-ponging around. You know, it's hard to know what is true, what is not, what is rumors, what are guys just throwing things out there to try to maybe up the ante a little bit. But yeah, I, I feel like the, the sale is coming sooner rather than later. And um, it, it's I think it's good news when you hear more and more names coming on. You know, the Bezos thing, I, I still, you know, I hear that they're not going to sell to him, but I, I just can't imagine anybody, whether you like him or not, uh, if he's giving you a, an offer that you literally can't refuse, I don't know how he could ever be out. But I guess that that's all remains to be seen. But um, as you mentioned, good news when it's a, a local guy that could be in the mix. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to that at all. Yeah, the, I think the fans would agree. I mean, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, check us out. Just believe Commanders on Twitter. Y'all can uh, reply and let us know your input. What do you think? Is that would y'all take Mitchell Rails to be a part of the ownership? I'm really. I already know. I understand. You're gonna say. We just want anybody to buy. Right, 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 right. That's what your answer is. But, you know, being a D.C. guy, you think that would be something, bring a little bit of the commander's action back to the city. Um, But you're speaking about bringing somebody to D.C. The free agency period has now opened up. Franchise tags have been dropped. And now you've got, you know, one, I honestly don't know when they added the non-exclusive rights free agents tag, Mm -hmm. but I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, because it adds a little bit more spice. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking about those shows like The Bachelor. Like, you know, what if they had some sort of like, not a red rose, but you get a white rose. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're one step away. I could kick you off in the middle. Probation. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep you for now. But if you 
just so much as trip up once, you're gone. Um, either way, deal or no deal, you got some big name players that are potentially on the move and um, I, I, some mainstays, right? When you first think of an organization, you think of this player. Uh, so we're going to start down south where they say they have the best barbecue in the nation. I don't believe it. I'm going to stay with Texas. They can, they, they can at least be second down there in Tennessee. Uh, the Tennessee Titans That's right. are potentially shopping Derrick Henry. What yeah. do you think about King Henry potentially uh, having to relinquish the throne? Well, I, I think it would be weird to see him out of a Titans uniform. But my thought when, when I saw this was, oh, there's the thought bubble, the bell going off. <laughs> I, I th- my thought was they got to think that the, the wear and tear is coming, right? This guy has been used so much, probably more than – any running back um, has in the last few years. And I wonder if they're trying to, to get out from under that before, you know, the decline starts to happen. And I, I still think that he's an incredible player. And I still think he has multiple years ahead, but I'm wondering if that's, that's kind of the writing on the wall. They feel like, you know, he's going to, he's going to kind of peak if he hasn't already. And then it's going to kind of be a dip, like all running backs end up doing. So um, that kind of makes me hesitant that they're so ready and willing to, to move on from him that it would make me a little weary about making a deal for a running back like that. Like I said, with so much, you know, wear and tear on his tires. Yeah. And you, and you are looking at a, you know, kind of a change in the NFL and the Titans were that one of those last few teams that really, really, just leaned on their running back. I mean, yeah. running backs get action now, but in the old school way where it's just like downhill power football. Um, but when you got to think about this part too, Rand Carthen is the new GM down there in Tennessee. And when you look at what where the Titans are sitting right now, they're in a division that's, I mean, you can almost say it's wide open, but I think Jacksonville is the, you know, air quotes, uh, cream of the crop of the AFC South when you're looking at Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville has just come coming off of a playoff uh, berth. You know, first right. one in a while for that team and first one in a while for that whole entire division. I, remember, I guess Tennessee's been pretty pretty decent for a while, but you look at Tennessee, don't have a quarterback. You got a whole new GM. You just trade away A.J. Brown. To me, this is a complete dismantling. Break it all down, and then we're going to see what else we can build. It's just like when you do a Lego set and they have a certain, you know, the instructions. You build up that main building. And then you tear it down and you see what else you can create with the same pieces. So I, I, I see this as being a way for Rand Carthen to put his own fingertips and fingerprints, I should say, on this team. You know, I mean, yeah. you got Derrick Henry. Yes, wear and tear is, is, is a very real thing, but you're looking at a chance to completely start this whole thing over. Two young receivers out there um, and, you know, you're missing a quarterback. Um, and then now you have a chance to just go ahead and turn up, uh, turn over the last piece of, of a past legacy. You're not even forced to, to run that same type of style. So Derrick Henry could be on the move. But yeah. where do you where do you think he lands? Though? I, I, I was just thinking that I, I don't think he makes sense for for a young team that's kind of trying to get to a, a win, you know, getting to their window, per se. I think it has to be a team that is in that window. I'm thinking of a Chiefs, uh, um, maybe even Eagles, which would, would stink for the Commanders, uh, the Bills. These are all names that I've seen floated around. Um, just a team that may, might be, you know, one more playmaker away, similar to what the 49ers did when they went and got Christian McCaffrey. They felt like they were 
that was the piece that was missing was a stud running back. And we saw the 49ers go all the way to uh, the NFC championship game. So it wouldn't surprise me to see somebody like uh, like uh, those teams that I mentioned there going after him. The, the other thing that makes me a little nervous is that he'll be 30 by the end of the season, January of 2024. Um, and does he get what kind of deal is made for for a Derek Henry? I brought up Christian McCaffrey. I, I went back and looked. I couldn't remember. Um, but a, a second, third and fourth round draft pick um, in this upcoming draft and a fifth round draft pick next year. I mean, is that is that what you'd be paying for for Derrick Henry? Maybe a little less than that because mm. of the age and wear and tear. But uh, that that would factor into it for me, too, is how much are the Titans really wanting? Um, if, as you mentioned, it already looks like they're, they're trying to tear everything down. Um, can they really then ask for that much? I don't know. I'm just, it, you know, spitballing ideas to where yeah. I, I kind of lean no deal. Uh, but, you know, a team that, that could be right there, this could make a lot of sense for them. Yeah, if you you bring up the great point of, of it not being a, a rebuild situation, I'm sure, I mean, at 30 years old, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm sure Derek Henry didn't necessarily want to go to a rebuild situation, regardless of what the price tag is. Um, I mean, you know, if the Chiefs came a-calling, yeah. Uh, even though, yes, they, they are a year away. They just had a, Isaiah Pacheco, but then they've also uh, quickly moved on from, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who may be available to trade as well. Uh, you know, Kansas City is one of those teams that makes some sense. I mean, yeah. y- y- if you think just the fact that they won't necessarily, you know, have to, you know, he's not, not going to run the ball 20, 30 times a game. So, no. That's not going to happen. And you've got Pacheco, so then you've got a little, you know, you're going to have a split uh, split ball t- uh, carrying, you know, situation, so it won't be all on on Henry. Um, and then that gives that team some identity in, in short yard situations, you know. Um, if you're losing some creativity, um, you know, maybe in, in play calling in a sense, then maybe it comes down to old school football. Hey, just turn around and hand that sucker off and not have to worry about, running some cross motions and things of that nature. So uh, Tennessee makes some sense. My initial thought was Atlanta, just simply because mm. Arthur Smith is there. Yeah. The OC that used to be in Tennessee, he's the head coach now. And it seemed like maybe that would be a, a decent reunion. The team that already shows that they want to run the ball, uh, you know, Algiers down there is a good young rookie running back. So once again, you could split the carries there. Um, and it gives you even more, support behind the young Desmond Ritter, you know, right. the r- rookie quarterback, second year guy now out of out of Cincinnati. He's got a few starts under his belt. And it's very it'd be comforting to turn around and, and hand it to a guy like Derek Henry and be like, okay, so by the time I throw it's gonna be second and three, third and three. Right. I don't, I don't gotta worry about yeah, I don't gotta worry yeah. about chucking the ball downfield. So that's not too bad. What do you think about Atlanta? Yeah, I mean it it would be interesting because uh, I know they have the cap space, you know, I know that that doesn't always factor in with, with it when it comes to a trade. But, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They have a young quarterback. They have a young receiver. Um, they have a young tight end. So why not add some veteran leadership and a guy that already knows the system, as you mentioned, with Arthur Smith? Uh, I think that would make a lot of uh, sense. No offense to Cordero Patterson, but that's absolutely mm-hmm. an upgrade with with Derrick Henry going along with Algier, as you mentioned. So, yeah, that 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 that's a good dark horse or, or even, you know, now that you mentioned that, like a, a Detroit lions who, who like to run yeah. the football, could they potentially upgrade? I know Jamal Williams had the most touchdown rushing touchdowns in the league last year, but you would still consider Derrick Henry an upgrade. 
you know, I'm thinking about all these contenders, these teams right there, but there could be some teams that could feel like they're one or two pieces like that away from, from being in the mix. So that's interesting to see. And don't get me wrong. I'm saying that, you know, he's, he's almost 30, all that stuff. He's still a beast and he's still arguably the best running back in the league. And you're going to get that for the next couple of years, at least. I'm just weary as, as the, the commander's Homer thinking about it for my team, but I'll spend anybody else's money for sure. Yeah, for for the commander's sakes, please, Lord, do not let this man go to Philly. Like, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. They they already do that power, you know, quarterback sneak. They'll just turn around and put him at quarterback for that play. Yeah, and then he'll take the snap from an inch away and then just plow forward. I mean, that's ridiculous. And he's thrown touchdowns from that situation before. I've seen in Tennessee where he acts like he's about to run it and does the does the Tebow pop over the top. So yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, please. They don't need any more weapons. They already yeah. got AJ Brown. No need to reunite those guys. <laughs> yeah, right. With well, he, you're banned from going to Philly, yeah. uh, King Henry. I apologize, man. Uh, but another deal, you know, another deal. You got Lamar Jackson. This is probably the biggest name out there, yeah. um, especially just wrapped around just kind of what's happened this week for him. So he he gets that non-exclusive franchise tag, which means that one is a little bit lower guaranteed salary, thirty two point eight million, which is not a bad payday. Uh, it's, it's less than what the exclusive rights um, free agency would look like, uh, not free agency, but the franchise tag would look right. like. And if if uh, he does get a deal with another team, he can negotiate. The Baltimore Ravens have a chance to match the offer sheet. Yep. And then if they don't match it, then they're going to get two first-round picks in return. So in my eyes, it's a win-win scenario for Baltimore. Yep. Just how they're playing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's also I read something that like essentially what the the Ravens could also do is essentially agree to a deal and I don't I don't know if I have the exact details right but essentially they could agree to a deal and then work out a trade uh, for more or for players or that yeah. kind of thing as well so yeah the Ravens um, you know I, I I don't know it, it seems like the Ravens kind of have have something in mind and and I don't know how this is going to end. Um, but I, I don't know how any team uh, outside of the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen, and the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow. Uh, I mean, maybe there are a couple more, but I don't know how every other team isn't jumping on the phone right now yeah. trying to find a way to bring Lamar Jackson to their city. Yeah, I think the biggest – I feel like the only reason that you're that you're coming out and so publicly and staunchly saying we don't – we're not, we're not interested – is because that's not a conversation you've had yet. I, yeah. I think that any any team, any good front office, GM, head coach, team president, whomever, they're having that conversation. They walked in and closed the door and they say, should we go and get Lamar? Like, Lamar, what do we do? You have to have that conversation um, about it. Because, I mean, you think about it. Here in, in D.C., um, you you haven't given Sam Howell the, the, the gig, but you're like, hey, he's our quarterback one. He's going to have a chance to earn it. Uh, showing that you have interest in Lamar Jackson is going to pour water all over that, regardless of whatever you sit there and try to tout in public. So that's number one. Uh, Miami, you just had Mike McDaniel just spill all over to a in training camp and then like he's guys great he's gonna be able to throw the ball and he had a pretty good season my before he kept getting getting a couple of concussions tool was playing really well and i feel like he's a guy kind of want to keep that confidence behind him so if you mention that you're interested in lamar jackson all of that work that you've done over the past eight 12 months is is just washed down the down the drain sure 
So, I mean, the teams, even Atlanta falls in that scenario with Ritter. Um, the team that would have made sense to me of jumping out and saying, sure, we'll, we'll go at it is uh, the Carolina Panthers. But then still in that same, in that same breath is business. You can't jump out and be overly eager because then the price tag is going to stay high. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? You kind of got to let some things settle down, but you're going to have to have that conversation. Yeah. I I just, I I thought it was odd that, that all those teams like within, the hour jumped out and said that they weren't interested. And I, I yeah. like your points. I know you can't be overly eager because then the Ravens hear that and they, they automatically jack it up by two more picks or, you know, however many more dollars, whatever it is. So I get that point. I saw the, the word collusion being thrown around. I don't know how mm. you felt about that. I know that's very, very hard to prove, but I, I, and I don't think it's that, but I think that these owners, if, if you had to ask them or give them a, a truth serum, I think that, that that Deshaun Watson deal didn't sit right with them, right? All that yeah. guaranteed money that he was given, especially coming off such uncertainty and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I imagine that a lot of right or wrong, whether they're, they, they're jumping out and saying they're not interested or, or whether that's true or not, I, I have to imagine that some of these teams are saying that because of the money, because of the money yeah. that it will take. And that that's yeah. certainly understandable. But from just a, a, an X's and O's point of view, I don't know how every team right now isn't on the phone with the Ravens trying to figure out a way to bring a 26-year-old yeah. unanimous unanimous MVP into their yeah. building. Uh, yeah. So that that was the part that was odd to me, that that, that those teams, and I, there were a handful of them with the commanders, and they were it was by reporters, so don't get me wrong. There weren't like official statements or anything like that. But you know those reporters are connected. And yeah. they've got sources, and it just it seemed odd that you would shoot down a, a guy like Lamar Jackson with that kind of talent. I understand what you're saying that there are different scenarios and there are different yeah. quarterbacks who are already in the building. You don't want to fracture relationships, kind of like maybe the Falcons did last year with Matt Ryan oh, and flirting yeah. with Deshaun Watson. So I, I get what you're saying there, but it just was very odd to me that they just that there were all these reports that yeah. closely to the announcement coming down. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. He, he, I'm looking at it like, man, that is that was quick. Um, I mean, hey, if you try to play devil's advocate, you know, hey, tr- information and news travels quick. So, like, as soon as it's tweeted, somebody immediately has to be thinking, "Oh, Washington needs a quarterback." Yeah. Hey, y- do y'all y'all going for Lamar? And then you have to quickly come up with an answer. Sure. Um, sure. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Even, even just with the. Because you don't, you didn't know what he was going to get tagged. Yeah. Is it exclusive? Is it non-exclusive? And and even if the even if there was a, a a fact of in the back, you're having a conversation. Hey, do we consider trading for Lamar Jackson? What does that look like? It's a scenario that any good GM is going to prepare for, yeah. just to see. And then you have to go deeper and say, you know, hey, coaching staff, if this is something we, we like, we're not necessarily doing it, but we're just trying to kick some, you know, throw some dirt around, put some uh, chalk on the wall. Like, do we trade for Lamar? What does that look like for our team? I mean, so it's – I know it's super easy to just jump out and say, absolutely, you need to figure out how to get him get him in your building. But I just still think that there's – there is some – a few a little bit more homework to do. Obviously, yes, the money is something. Um, and, I, and mind you, I like Lamar Jackson. I really do. I just think that you really got to make sure – um, and, and yes, he'd be an upgrade at all the positions. But I'm looking number one. It just hadn't finished the season, hadn't had a full sure. season. Um, I think that's probably one thing. Um, for what's in Washington, the very talented receiving core, top ten receiving mm-hmm. core. 
Yeah, he's had a thousand yard receiver once. Receiver position wise, it was Marquise Brown. He went over a thousand yards, but Mark Andrews also went over a thousand yards. And they traded Brown, by the way. And they traded Brown. Yeah. And Mark Andrews is generally going to be the leading pass catcher in yards. Went over a thousand yards once, but once again, the skills outside. You know, it's like, man, so do you you think like Greg Roman's not there? Is that the reason why they have some pause, why they don't want to just jump out and re-sign him? I definitely think he deserves to get paid. Yeah. I just I just uh, I just feel like teams are just taking their time just to make sure this is this something that they really want to do because it it could require just a little bit, a few more changes, yeah. right? Well, and, and, you know, I, maybe the commanders, uh, you know, we know about the ownership situation. You know, I'm kind of seeing and reading that they might just literally not have the money to do that kind of deal regardless. But, you know, for me, I, I, you know, money aside, and I know that's like the main thing. It's hard to say that, but I would absolutely try to get him. And if, and if I, I was able to, you know, write whatever check it is, I, I would I would. I would make that deal because uh, I know a lot of fans uh, I've seen on Twitter say, well, you're this, you, you know, you need an offensive line, you need linebackers, you need all. Well, that's true. But when was the last time this team had a quarterback that, that can make plays like that? It's been a long time. And, and while you're never, I don't know that any team is just one player away. I, I don't know if that that's realistic in a team sport like football, but this team went eight, eight and one with Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell at starting quarterback. And, and some of those games that they lost, I have to think that Lamar Jackson makes a huge difference and, and, and sways a couple of those ball games to where you're looking at a double-digit win team. So from a strictly X's and O's point, I know it's a big investment. I know that, you know, that might leave some holes elsewhere, but I just think this guy is ridiculous, and I think that yeah. uh, he, could, he could make some plays that, w- that haven't been seen here maybe ever, um, yeah. especially not in a long time. So um, for me, you know, again, money aside, and I know that's silly to say, but I, I, I've always loved watching this guy. I think he's always been doubted as whether or not he was a legit quarterback, and all he's done is just win ball games. I get the injury yeah. thing, but, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take a banged up every now and then for some of the plays that he can make, and I think his record's like 45 and 16 or something in his career. So, yeah. uh, you know, sign me up for that. And I know that might be a dream, but I just – I couldn't believe how many people I was seeing that were just automatically – not just the teams, not reporters, that kind of thing, but fans shooting that down saying that, you know, Let's roll with Sam Howell. No offense to Sam Howell, but he's no Lamar Jackson. No offense to Desmond Ritter down here in Atlanta, but he's no Lamar Jackson either. Yeah. So I, yeah. I hope that some of these teams that 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 ruled it out are are kind of just saying that so they can get their ducks in a row because I, I think this is a, a generational guy that that's going to make whether it's the Ravens or, or somebody else make them very good for a while. Um, hey, I, I agree with you 100. percent I I just know that it's off the jump. You kind of got to be like oh. Crap. I get we it. Yeah, really I get all the way ready, but I get it. I and, and no, I get it. I get the the money side, and that's a huge part of it. And I think, I think at the end of the day, that that's the the deciding factor. But yeah, man, it, it, it affects. But it affects. I, I would have to imagine it affects some other you know plans that you have for how this team is going to get built sure. out, especially Washington, yeah. right? You're trying to get Deron Payne, you, then you're going to have Montez Sweat going to be up here soon, and you've already. Uh, you know, decline the fifth year option on Chase Young. So he's going to be in that same situation as yeah, Deron Payne. So, you know, if I don't know the math behind it and, and what it would look like, but if you, if you go and you get Lamar and then you sign him to the deal that he wants or somewhere close to um, shoot, 
Or does that mean you lose two, one or two of your defensive stars? Maybe, you know, yeah. is that worth it to you? So that's, that's why I think the conversations that they have to have are just a lot deeper than just go uh, get him. Th- yeah. I'm just, yeah. It's not Madden. Yeah. That's, that's the sure. thing. Everybody looks at it like Madden, I feel like, and you're like, oh, he's a 96 overall. We have a 72 overall. You obviously upgrade. go and get that guy, right? <laughs> Huge upgrade. Make yeah. it happen. Uh, but in, 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 in the real scenario, you're like, well, if I go get him and I can't keep him, him and him, yeah. um, you know, and hey, if, if they make it work, I, I'm gonna, I'll be celebratory and I'll cheer it on. Um, but I just, I just think that, you know, if a new ownership deal could be, could be, you know, ironed out here in the next few weeks, could the commanders change their tune with a, with a new owner coming in, wanting to make a splash. I'm not saying that'll happen, but man, I can, I'm going to dream a little bit until I, until I, until I see uh, other where elsewhere, you know, other things happen. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. That ain't, that ain't a bad thing. You can hang on to it. You you said you had a wild card. We talked about Derrick Henry, who might be up for trade. We know Lamar Jackson could potentially be up for a trade. You said you texted me. You said you had, you had one you're oh. going to save and uh, spring it on me because I, I literally have no idea where you're going with this one. Okay, well, so the wild card, ironic, ironically enough, it has nothing to do with football. Oh, and I, okay. I, I, yeah, I was just checking some of the news, and there was a uh, a seven foot alligator found in a house. Uh, down here in Texas, kind of down near Houston, near Austin area. Um, essentially, this lady had been to like a nature preserve oh, like 20 years prior, and she swiped an alligator egg, uh, took that sucker home, you know, incubated it and hatched it. And she had been raising this alligator for about 20 years. It got to be seven foot. She had a like an enclosure in the back. The damn thing had its own pool. So my question for you was, what is the uh, most interesting pet you've ever had? Oh man, um, ah, by by extension. So so my girlfriend now wife, you know, we, we've been pretty serious even since since college. We're high school sweethearts, and so at one point in college, she read something about a, uh, I guess for the lack of a better term, like a teacup or a mini turtle and so she sends off literally i don't maybe i shouldn't maybe i don't know how legal this is now that i i'm saying this so hopefully that we don't have we don't have the turtle anymore so i'll say this so they said that this lady's statute of limitations had had expired so y'all may be okay okay well this thing just kept growing and there was no it was not a miniature turtle it by you know like a couple months in it's like a a healthy sized turtle and i mean it was still kind of small but i'm like I, I think we, I think we got one of the regular sized turtles, and so oh eventually we had to to let it go into a, a nearby uh, pond. So hopefully, uh, Toshi is doing well out there. But yeah, that was that's about as wild as I get. It's been cats and dogs. Other than that, so you y'all smuggled a turtle. That's what y'all yeah. y'all dumped a turtle. Legally, I, I mean, smuggle. I don't know. I don't know if I want to admit to that, but we we did get a, a turtle. <laughs> Yes, I, I'll take that. That ain't too bad. I mean, I've, so, I've so deal or no deal on a turtle uh, through the mail. Would you ever do that through the mail? Oh man, y'all got scammed. Somebody was like, they, they like, somebody bought one. They're like, they do what? I was like, yeah, <laughs> somebody bought the a turtle. It's a miniature. Yeah, just just go ahead and ship that thing off. They won't find out for at least five years. So, oh my god, that's interesting. I yeah. had I had a hamster. 
I had a hamster um, came from a pet store. And that sucker bit me one time, mm. and and we never we didn't work out. It didn't work yeah. out. Um, yeah. Bad placement on the cage is directly under a vent, and I think I might have froze it out, man. Uh, uh, so yeah, but it bit me, and then I, yeah, I just kind of was like, Fuck. sorry, I can't say that. Uh, leave me alone. I ain't messing with you anymore. Damn thing died. Uh, so uh, sorry, Hammy. I apologize, yeah. man, but. Um, yeah, anyways, that was my wild card. Oh, man. We, we, we I, went I, way outside of our normal. You threw uh, me away. Space. I was like, oh man, what is the secret free agent that he's <laughs> thinking of? That he's like, maybe the commanders go after this guy. I love that though. I'm that's, that's kind of my wheelhouse getting yeah. it off on tangents. I could, do yeah, this no, I saw that thing and I was like, I want to ask Brian on the show. Has he ever had an alligator? Well, I, I don't do I don't do like lizards and snakes and stuff. No, like that. No, 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 no. Nope. No, no way. No way. No how. No. Oh, anyways, let's Not get me. back on. Let's get back on topic. Let's be, get back on uh, on hand here. Um, let's talk about the draft. The combine has came. It has went. Um, a lot of people go make themselves a lot of money up yeah. there in India over this over that past week. So uh Anthony Richardson was a guy who absolutely lit it up. They had him, they're saying he's like Cam Newton and Justin Fields combined. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. I, I felt like the hype was getting to be a little too much. I think he's gonna be a first round quarterback, potentially top ten. But the fact that the NFL was tweeting about him and sending out videos, and I'm sure they're just kind of capitalizing on what people are saying, but I was surprised sure. at how much hype was around him. But good for him. Yeah, I think he was just soaring up draft boards to where I've seen mock drafts with him in the top five, which yeah. is crazy to think about, you know, just because of how poorly Florida did. And, you know, you, you see all the, the talent is there for the guy. And uh, I, I think guys like Justin Fields and like Jalen Hurts and some of these freak athletes that you mentioned – Cam Newton as well. Uh, they they see that and they want that, and and hopefully Anthony Richardson can be that because he definitely, whether they're saying the best quarterback performance ever at the combine, yeah. I mean that's a huge deal. And so I'm excited to see where he lands. I, I think it's going to be higher than I thought, and uh, but I just hope he can live up to the hype at this point. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to. I think he'll step up to it. But um, it's, it's it's interesting to see and think about how teams are going to. Uh, how they're going to play it. Like some, some people are still on the whole, just throw them out there, let them figure it out. And, and some folks are, are more in the, you know, let's sit back and let this guy, you know, sit back and wait and kind of groom and grow into it. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting for him. I'm sure he'll be uh, in Kansas city. Uh, that's where the draft is this year. So I'm sure he'll be in, in the green room, ready to come out there and, and uh, say what's up to Roger Goodell. But before we get too much further, we came across, I found a little website, NFL mock draft database. They had yeah. a mock draft simulator. So I've been, uh, all day just kind of playing around on there, send it over to B Murph. And I says, hey, let's do this on the show. Um, and we're going to do a live little three-round mock draft for the Commanders. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I know if you listened to the last show, if you haven't, go back, check it out. Um, and we gave our picks of what we thought the Commanders should do in the first round. And uh, Brian was leaning defensive back. And I was leaning uh, or, uh, or offensive line. Where am I from? Boston. Offensive. Offensive line. God. I was, I'm, I was, <laughs> gotta be a big nasty guy. Oh my god. Uh, I was leaning towards the offensive line side. So I, we're gonna put our heads together. Go ahead. I was gonna say I, have to, I, I didn't tell you this, but uh, my dad, the former high school center, 
I, no context whatsoever. I just get a text from him. He's like, I, I agree with Triple A. I knew exactly what he was talking about. I was like, oh, he wants an offensive lineman too. So I was so you had you're in good company there with uh with Murph Sr. there. Hey, thanks, Murph Sr. Shout out to you, my man. Uh yeah, man, you gotta go online. But either way, for this live mock draft, I got it over here on the phone situated for a three-round draft. Um, gonna be the commanders. Uh, we're going to just put our heads together. We're going to make a little quick case, depending on who's available on yeah. here, right? So uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit start. So if you haven't been there, go check it out, nflmockdraftdatabase.com. Uh, enter the draft room right here. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I messed around with it earlier, and, and um, the best-case scenario uh, for, for my draft, the way it unfolded, was, was two offensive linemen with my first two picks. So I kind of went to your line of thinking there with how it kind of – unpacked and some of the guys available so nice you might, you might have convinced me nice let's see well, what happens here I, well let's see I, so i just went through 10 picks and i don't think they did any trades but first pick chicago's taking tyree wilson mm. uh anthony richardson has made his way to number two we just talked wow. about him uh witherspoon out of illinois the cornerback to arizona uh cj stroud uh, to Indianapolis, the Jalen Carter out there to Seattle, the Christian Gonzalez cornerback that you you said you wanted him. He's uh, at Detroit at six. That seems to start a little bit of a run on corners. I guess the second and third, uh, third and fourth corners. Joey Porter Jr. out there to Vegas. Uh, Anderson Jr. coming to Atlanta at pick eight. Will Levis is a Carolina Panther in this one, and then Bijan Ro- uh, Bijan Ro- Robinson. He's at ten going to Philly. Let me kind of bump my way up. Are any of those some surprises that you saw? Well, yeah, Anthony Richardson being the first quarterback, that would be surprising to me with how much people have hyped up Bryce Young and even C.J. Stroud. So uh, that that's intriguing there. And never know, it could unfold that way. I've seen some things where Anthony Richardson is going number one overall mm. um, to, to a team that, you know, like the, the Colts or something that have traded up. Uh, with the Bears there, so yeah, it'll be it'll certainly be interesting to see if any of that unfolds. A couple of those corners were definitely guys that I was looking at at sixteen, and yeah. that would be kind of that'd be interesting if they didn't make it out of the top ten. That would certainly, I would think, throw the Commanders' plans not for a loop, but be a, a one scenario they'd have to think about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. It's something that you know. One time I had Witherspoon came up at. Uh, 16, and I was like, let me go ahead and take him. Why not? Uh, but let me continue on. I went ahead and, and simulated up to 16. Tennessee is taking uh, John, the receiver Johnson out of TCU. So obviously they lost AJ Brown, and they're like, we got to get somebody else. Big uh, guy, then, yeah. Yes. And then you have uh, Jackson Smith Najiba uh, out of Ohio State, the receiver, uh, going down there to Houston. Uh, then you have Skaronsky, the offensive tackle from the Jets. From Northwestern, going to the Jets at pick 13, Jordan Addison, wide receiver up to New England, and then Luke Van Ness, line uh, edge rusher out of Iowa, goes to Green Bay. So, ironically enough, we talked about, you just said, you have to have some scenarios where you got to think about some things. Bryce Young is on the board at 16. He's on the board. Paris Johnson Jr., tackle out of Ohio State's on the board. Um Broderick Jones is there. There's also tight end Michael Meyer, Brian Branch out of Alabama, Miles Murphy, edge rusher out of Clemson, Nolan Smith. That guy just lit it up as well. He's there as an edge rusher. Um, What are you thinking? I mean, there's no way Bryce Young lasts that far. If he is, I'm sprinting up there. No offense to Sam Howell or 
anybody on the commander's roster, but you know, a potential number one overall for him to slip down that far. I, I would, I would send that pick in in record time. Um, I don't think he's going to be there though. Yeah. But you got that and you got Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, the next pick is Pittsburgh and then Detroit. So I would figure if, if we don't pick him here, uh, Detroit probably swoops yeah. in and grabs him at, at 18. But yeah. So what do you think here? Uh, ooh, solidify the O-line, go with Paris Johnson well, I, or Roger I'm kinda, Jones. I'm kind of under the impression that he will not actually be there. So for a realistic draft, I'm going to say take Paris Johnson. All right, fair enough. I was going to say, I mean, you got to at least think about it because you never oh, know. I, I would 100%. If he is there, give, give me Bryce Young. But I just don't – I don't think there's any way he gets to 16. Well, we're going to skip over – oh, well, he, he made it – he made it past. Uh, he made it past Detroit. I tell you that much. Wow. This is the second time I've seen this thing send him to the Chargers. So goodness. Now that makes you think about Justin Herbert. So that's mm. just uh, that's a whole other thing. So it's simulating along. I'm not going to go back and recap all of these picks. We're coming up on our second pick here. Pick what, uh, 47. Pick 47. Look yeah. at you, smack dab on it. Uh, right now, your best player available is Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. You got a linebacker out of Clemson, Trenton Simpson, edge rusher Keon White, edge rusher Will McDonald, the fourth. Another edge rusher, Isaiah Foskey, Jack Campbell, linebackers out there. Um, you go down a little bit further. Uh, Cody Mouch, the interior lineman over at North Dakota State, is right there as well at your second pick. He was one of the ones that I got in mind earlier. I, I didn't have any problem going back-to-back offensive line. I feel like you need to do that. Uh, that Jameer Gibbs pick is is interesting. I think he is a playmaker. Got to see him here a little bit in Atlanta with Georgia Tech before he went to Alabama mm. and, and was just another Alabama running back. They just turn him out. But um, – I wouldn't be mad at that that Gibbs pick. You know, I, I think that Antonio Gibson is um, has left a lot to be desired at the running back position um, to where I, I wouldn't be surprised if the commanders look at running back at some point. I just don't yeah. know about the second round. I'd be leaning toward the, the linebacker you mentioned or potentially another offensive lineman. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Yeah, let's see. Jack Campbell, yeah, he's a pretty amazing playmaker yeah. at Iowa. So let's, let's play around. Let's say – uh, since you got Paris Johnson, we got him first. Let's so go Jack Campbell in the second round. Um, and it's just going to simulate along. Mouch is gone. I saw that name. Avila is gone. Um, running back of Shane is gone. Uh, now, you, frankly, we're starting to get into some names that you got to really be over there, really, really studying the draft to get deep into it like this. We're in the third round. I saw Andre Carter, the second, is on the list still. Here we go. We're up again. We got a trade offer. I'm not going to deal with that right now. Um, that had me kind of confused earlier. Okay, so <laughs> it really did. I was like, what? what? What is going on? So we haven't addressed um, cornerback. We've, we went offensive line. We went offensive line and linebacker. Right now, Kayshawn Boutte, uh, uh, Boutte I'm going to say Bout. Uh, I probably mispronounced it, so I apologize. We'll see you right at LSU. Rasheed Rice out of SMU receiver. Andre Carter, the second is up here, edge rusher. Chris Smith, the second out of Georgia, is a safety. And Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State State is uh, is up here, too. And then you obviously got you know, Eli Ricks, cornerback, as well. KU Blue Kelly, cornerback out there as well. Jordan Battle, safety out of Bama. You got a lot of options here. I would lean to 
Um, I feel like I would lean to go towards uh, a cornerback in this situation. Me too. I think I think uh, I've I've heard nothing but you know cornerback is is the depth is great there. So I think you could find a guy that is legit there in the third round. I think the good thing is is that while you want a contributor on defense, you don't necessarily need a starter at cornerback. I think you need a guy that can just complement the guys you have in in St. Juice and and Kendall Fuller. So you don't you're not needing a guy to step in to be an immediate playmaker. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have that, but um, I think you could, you could wait this long. If that, that happens, you know, third round, you're still getting quality guys, guys that potentially would be starters. So yeah, I'm with you. I would think, I would think you would take the best cornerback that you have on your board and, and, and run with it and feel pretty good about that one, two, three punch. Yeah, right now, I mean, you're looking at Eli Ricks out of Alabama. He's an IMG kid. I know that a former uh, Redskins running back and Redskins legend, Mike Sellers, coaches down there. Uh, and then the fellow out of Stanford, Q Blue Kelly. I think that there's a problem. There's an obvious Alabama tie. Yeah. Yeah, right? two guys on D-line. You got a running back side of that thing. Three guys on the D-line. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I feel like Eli there Ricks would be the guy. Yeah, yeah, I would roll with it. And you mentioned a Georgia defensive back. I know he's a safety, but you got to think that you you could do way worse than picking guys from some solid SEC defenses. So I would have no problem with going with an Alabama defensive back. Yeah, I hit that. And then, so for what it's worth, we got an A plus for Paris Johnson, an A for Jack Campbell, and an A plus for Eli Ricks. Sign us up. We can be co GMs of your local fantasy football team. Um, I'm not mad at that draft. I think it addresses a lot of, obviously it addresses positions of need. Like you go yep. straight to it. You don't even, and, and, and the Bryce young, Bryce young being there at 11, it was definitely a surprise. Wasn't expecting that. And once again, Hey, do we, do we go and do that? Do you go and have that conversation? This is also assuming you don't make a play, uh, for Lamar Jackson. So, right, right. um, I feel like if you make a play for Lamar Jackson, you probably don't have that first round pick. No. Anyways, <laughs> that sucker is gone. No. So, uh, so yeah, that was fun. Fun to play that game right there. Paris Johnson, Jack Campbell, Eli Ricks. Welcome, welcome to, the to the Commanders. Hey, that's that's a <laughs> that's a line right there. Yeah. Uh, hey, why not? Why, why not Washington? That's why right. Not? Why not? Well, and adding to that offensive staff, real quick, Bobby Ingram going to be the wide receiver coach. So, a former player there joining Eric Bieniemy's staff. So, um, I love uh, it. Yeah, you never know uh, if, if those guys want to make it take an offensive playmaker somewhere in the draft too. So uh, a lot of scenarios could play their way out, but that was a, that's a good little teaser, and I I would feel pretty solid about that draft if we we ended up with that. I, I would clap it up too. So I don't know. I'm gonna tweet this sucker. Maybe I'll send it to you. We tweet it out and we'll say, yeah. hey, what do you think? How would you grade this if this happened? Would y'all be happy or whatnot? So uh, anyways, if you want to figure out where we're doing that, obviously tweet means it's on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Check us out over there. You can hit us up on IG as well as Believe Commanders on both platforms, B-L-E-A-V, Commanders uh, on Twitter and IG. And that's also the code B-L-E-A-V on betonline.ag. That's where you can go and get a 50% welcome bonus since you sign up and create yourself a little account. Uh, it's fun. You get up there just in time for the NCAA March Madness brackets. Uh, what is it? It's not a free bracket. I think it's like 25 or 30 bucks. But if you put in $30, your welcome bonus would be 15 bucks. So, hey, it's like half of your admission is getting refunded right to you. We're using our code BLEAV. 
And then what's the last of it? Check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. You can watch us on YouTube on the Believe uh, Network YouTube page. Uh, hear us on Watch Stadium, uh, Sirius XM, uh, Spotify, all of those famous fam- favorite. I said famous. I guess they are pretty famous. But uh, check us out over there. Check us out everywhere. Uh, I do not le- like green eggs and ham. Anyways, Love I was, it. I was rhyming. Was, I was, I was just going. <laughs> I love it. I was looking at bet online. You can even, you, I was looking at some of the NFL uh, draft bets. You can bet on the first offensive player, first offensive player, first Ooh. selected overall. So you could have yourself a nice little uh, draft night and make some moves there on bet online as, as well. So yeah, check us out in all those places and check out bet online. We appreciate them for uh, bringing the show every day. And I am, uh, I'm off to Disney world. I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. I think uh, we'll, we'll figure out something for the show next week, but I know that's when the biggest news will drop and I'll be hanging out with Mickey. No yeah. No yeah. I'm going to end up, end up having an interview with the top brass of the commanders and then Brian's <laughs> going to not be available to make it. I'm like, Hey guys, sorry. Uh, Brian couldn't be here, but Hey, yeah. we can chop it up. I love, love it. it. Well, have fun with Mickey mouse and the crew. Tell them we said, what's up? Hell tell them to listen to the show. That's right. Uh, but y'all appreciate y'all sticking with us. This one went a little bit longer, but I can tell you it was juicy and it was fun packed the whole way through. So for B Murph, I'm Anthony Armstrong signing off this week for believing commanders. We'll see you next time. Be good. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.